Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. What's up, guys? Episode 553. In real life, we are very, very close, or right at the end of archery season here in Iowa and Illinois. What is the actual end day? Do we know? I think it's the 15th for Illinois. The 10th, same day every year. Yep, 10th. Illinois runs like a week later, don't It's on a Sunday. It ends on a Sunday. Yeah. So in real life, it might already be over. Mm -hmm. Ah, It's sad. It comes and goes so fast. It does. It was here. Now it's gone. A fart in the wind. Well, countdown to next season. Here we go. Begins. Um, Thanks for being here. This is another WCB Classic Kill episode. We're going to have some fun. Uh, The podcast is brought to you by Elite Archery. Uh, check out the Omnia, the Era. We got some. Uh, we're going to do some gear stuff this year. I think gear related content. Once we get everything set up and um, basically what we're going to run for twenty three. So we'll show all that. Uh, big time BYOB is coming. Triggered. All sorts of new stuff is on the way. Code WCB twenty twenty three. Huntworth gear. We're going to talk a lot about that this episode. Code WCB fifteen. Scent Crusher. Old Barn Taxidermy. Loophole Optics. Trophy line. Did you listen to last week's episode? Did ya? Were you at ATA? Hmm? Did you see it? Did you see the new stuff? Did ya? Did you? Did you? Use code WCB if you'd like to jump into some of that new trophy line gear. Uh, Spy Point Trail Cameras, Camo Fire, Dialed Archery, Novix Tree Stands, uh, Thermosy Victory Archery, Grizzly Coolers and Blinds, Pull Back and Let Go Clothing. Very thankful for all our partners. Mm-hmm. Um, wanted to get through them this week because I know we've kind of been putting the burn on people and uh so long-winded very appreciative of our partners and you for being here and and listening and supporting what we do dougie fresh with the All veteran right. shout out the veteran shout out are you ready yep this is submitted by austin mullins uh the veteran is jonathan brown nice easy name i like it uh is in the army infantry the shout out goes to my best friend that's like a brother to me jonathan served in the united states army infantry honor guard he recently got out and moved back home he's a crackhead that enjoys shooting the deer with a gun, <laughs> but I'm trying to convert him to, to stick and string. He enjoys going to local 3D shoots and the friendly competition in the yard. Thank you for your service, brother. 
So he's hunted with a gun for years, but shoots the local 3D shoots. So hopefully gets in the archery here. Cool. Thank you for your service, Jonathan, and uh, thank you for submitting that, Austin. Hell yeah. Thanks, Jonathan. Thank you. Thanks. Shout out to you, Austin. Awesome. Nice you could easy. read that one. Yeah, that was nice and easy. I figured it out. He's not illiterate. He just can't fight through talking through that mustache. My brain can't keep mm. up with my... See, if we shave the mustache, then you can talk better. Yeah. It's like a blockage. I'm just like a fucking genius. <laughs> 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 it's Elon Musk. <laughs> just his mustache is keeping him back. Yeah. Told you back, bro. Just sucking energy out of your brain. It <laughs> oh. <laughs> all makes sense. Do you think... Because when you're with the boys mixing it up, you talk and read fine, I feel like. And I, I mean... When you read me stories, you normally read pretty good. But Does he like, read you fucking bedtime stories. Or uh, I'm just kind of giving some credit here. But when, like, when you talk on the mic and you have to do ads or read, you just fucking can't keep uh, it together. What's going on? I'm like a blocker, you know. Are it's you like, nervous? You get hold up. Are you nervous? Is this like have something to do with your mom killing deer and you're like bothered by it and it's like kind of put like emotional oh. trauma on you? Psychological trauma. With, well, that, that has nothing to do with anything. Dude, we're is just guessing. It, okay, because your dad hates you. Oh, that could be it. He used to beat me because I can't read. <laughs> that. That's a lie. That's a I should have said that. I should never said that. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dad. I'm going to get beat down for that. Ne- never figured it out, did you? <laughs> well, I got high hopes for you, Doug. <laughs> Thank you. You'll pull through. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Uh, on with the show. Let's get on with the show. Thanks for being here, guys. Hope you enjoy it. My dad doesn't beat me. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi. I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Bone Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like Working Class Bow Hunter. It's really, really not that good. Let's see, we got everything going on. What's up, everybody? Um, getting some people in here. We appreciate you guys jumping on. Um, we got Austin in here. Judd is in here. Hi. Um, we haven't used this like switcher and all that in here so we got mr cameron dowd on the sticks over here controlling that um and uh i don't know i, I think what i'm seeing is delayed it's delayed a little yeah bit, it's a little okay. delayed so someone asked can i ask a question about the shoot yeah for sure shoot your shot bro and then we're gonna get telling some some buck stories here i'm just gonna share this live real quick one more place do it to it might as well right Yep. Then we'll get going. Can we get everyone in here, or is it just us? Um, I think we're all in here, aren't we? That is a substantial delay. Is it that bad? It's like 25 seconds. Oh, there it goes. Oh, okay. really? Yeah, they're in with the beer. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Seeing your past. <laughs> what the hell? I was going to say something very inappropriate. I forgot we were live. 
Yeah, go ahead with it. I'll tell you later. Let it rip. You'll forget. <laughs> You're right. I forgot my boots tonight. I pulled a dog. Oh. You did? Yeah. <laughs> yep. What'd you... What'd you do? What, what your shoes you or your, your work boots? I went and bought a pair of boots at the local farm king. You did, really? Yeah. Just rubber boots or what? Yeah. Because oh, you had your Crocs on, didn't you? No, I just had my tennis shoes on. I would have went with that. I would have got a little chilly. Oh, walk man. And it was muddy and shit. Muddier and shit. What a bummer. All right, let's talk. Um, all right, right, me and a few buddies have never been to a 3D deal. What's a good amount of arrows to bring? All of them. 15 hours. Holy smokes. I mean, bring a pile, but, I mean, you're only going to shoot crazy, crazy distances if you want. You don't have to do anything you don't want to. But uh, more the better, right? Yeah. Some steel targets that'll get you. We might be heckling in the background a little bit, so you might lose one. Yeah, that's a good point. Mm-hmm. You're going to lose one arrow for sure. That's a good point. All right, let's talk. So uh, this I'll is make sure of it. This podcast will launch in podcast land at a later date. So uh, please go and listen to it and support us there again. <laughs> uh, but we appreciate you guys being here in the live. Uh, we didn't really plan on doing a live live. We just kind of were like, yeah, let's go for it. Um, let's give it a shot. Yeah. But, man, uh, okay, we're all here in the studio. Austin, what's up? What's up, boys? What up? <laughs> and what's crapping? Judd, what's up? Oh, you know, nothing. I'm here. Oh, hey, Judd. Happy to be here. Hey, Eric. Hey, Doug. <laughs> hey. Oh, hey. Hey. We're here, too. Happy to so, be here. So, we got a lot to talk about. There's a lot of season. We're very we're to the end of season. Not yet. Not yet. I mean, we're close. We're coming down to the wire. Don't ever count Eric out. He doesn't want to eat that chip. When this gets released, it'll be over. When this launches in real podcast land, this could be done. There'll be a chip in your mouth. But <laughs> Austin's a gangster. Getting lucky, tripping into him, I guess. <laughs> Negative. So that was the coldest day of the year still to date at yeah, this point. It was a cold-ass day. I think it was the, the first day that that front rolled through. So it was like the, right when the conditions got really extremely brutal was about the time I was in I was in the blind kind of waiting on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, just kind of going on a hunch, you know, hoping to get lucky. But it, it ended up working out. So I mean, even then, I texted you that day. I'm like, you going out? Because I, I got off early, and he's like, yep, I'm going. I'm like, well, if the Lord's going, I got to go. <laughs> so I went out that night also. But even in the blind with the heater in there, it was still cold. Yeah, it, it what, there wasn't anything pleasant about it. No. Th- those are the conditions you need. I mean, we all we sit around all year and wait for that late season day when every deer has to get up and move to the food, and that, Dude, was, that was the day. Anybody that says that you don't work for it and you were out and killed that deer and then they can – suck it (laughs) because there wasn't a lot of dudes out on a day like that well and it's all the hours that people don't see you know i mean i might have taken off i don't know 10 days the whole season yeah when you're looking at over three months of hunting you know Mm -hmm. we put a lot of time into this so when it comes together it's not like it's the third time we went out we've (laughs) we've been yeah we've been waiting on that specific animal for dozens of sets so, I yeah. wish it was a third time out. Yep. That'd be nice. Sometimes it happens that way. I'm going to take it when it does happen. But, dude, that's some brutal, brutal cold. I honestly was surprised you went. But I was back and forth because the wind was absolutely wrong. Mm-hmm. But we can kind of dive into that as well, I get into the story. But and the wind was screaming. It mm-hmm. was howling. Well, let's start this story like wherever this, this whole deer story starts, I guess. Yeah. Well, um, that this season i kind of dedicated to one big deer uh there's a big deer on this farm that i bought a couple years ago and i told myself you know he's he's a good enough deer i'm just not going to shoot anything else you know i i punched that first tag on a good deer 
uh, would have been later November. And I'm like, you know, I got, I got one more buck tag here in Illinois and I know that deer is still alive and I'm, I'm just not going to shoot anything else unless it's him. So I hunted for several weeks. Um, I was basically chasing a ghost, you know, that deer, I had pictures of him in early November and then just disappeared off of me. I honestly think it was due to some hunting pressure. I do some leasing on that farm. So I have some hunters come in and then I hunted it myself pretty hard. So mm-hmm. I think we just kind of pushed him out and, and, uh, he was staying on the neighbors. My, my good buddy that hunts right next to me was getting pictures of him pretty regular. So I just sat there on my farm all season long, hope, you know, just hoping and praying that he'd come by and, and visit one of my food plots. And yeah. I, I wasted a lot of time, but you know, I wasn't really wasting it because he was worth waiting for. Yeah. It was yeah. Big enough. Well, deer. The nice thing is when you're doing it, you never know you're really wasting time or not. Right. He could come out any, any second. So you never know. You're never yeah. wasting time. If you did opinion. know, you'd never go. You'd, if you do, you'd hunt yep. one you day. That way. Yeah. Right. And it wouldn't be fun if you knew. But that I thought that he he knew my beans were there because I had a picture of him there. November eighth was the last picture I got of him, and he was right on the edge of my bean plot that night. So I, it's all it'd been in the back of my head, like, yeah, he's living three quarters of a mile or half a mile away, but he knows that bean plot's there. So maybe he'll come back in the late season, but it just never happened. He didn't hear he that never. combine running over there yet, right? He's like, them beans <laughs> gotta still be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point. So, uh, anyways, I. I passed a good buck on the north side of the farm, probably a probably a mid fifties deer, uh, really nice deer, probably a four year old. But I knew this big eleven pointer was still in there, and I'm like, if it gets down to it in this late season, it's either going to be this monster, or it's going to be this big eleven that I got pictures of because I know he's mature enough for sure. And I I had had pictures of him this year. My, I got my first pictures of him like first week in November. And just a hog of a deer, great big brisket neck. Just you can tell he's just a fully mature deer. Mm-hmm. And my neighbor had actually missed this deer the year prior, so he sent me all the trail camera pictures after I killed this deer. And I, it's kind of cool you get to look and see what he was last year. But he was a big, just a typical ten, but probably in the mid fifties last year. Score wise, he was about the same as he was this year. Mm, really, um, just a, a horse of a deer. And weird that some deer just don't put on inches. Yep. Yeah. And and I think next year he could have stacked on twenty or thirty inches. I mean, who knows what so? he would have done? Oh, you never know. That's what's fun. About yeah, it. it's hard to say. But is anybody getting reverb and, and YouTube live? Is anybody getting an echo? I can I, hear an echo. I'm not. I can't. Not a bad one. No. Oh, it's just me then. Don't worry about me. Okay. Um. But my neighbor sent me these pictures, and we got talking about him, and I I had known this story, but last year he had this deer come in on him, and uh, he was uh, kind of starting to dabble with the traditional game, so he had his his recurve with him, and Ray's a great shot, and he had this deer come in, and he was in between 10 and 15 yards from him. And he, of course, he was in the moment, but when he, he went to draw his bow and he said when he drew his finger hit his hat and it just his finger, like normally, you know, he's used to it hitting the corner of his mouth and then his shot going off. Well, when it hit his hat, he let the shot go mm-hmm. and it shot in front of him and like went in front of his brisket. So at like oh. 10 or 15 yards, he missed him way left or right, oh, no. whichever way it Thanks, was. Ray. Yeah. <laughs> so the deer, the deer went away unscathed on that one last year. Yeah, so thanks he, to Ray's hat. You know. Yeah. Let me get him a new hat. <laughs> so I thought that was a pretty cool story just to have that little piece of history that with is the cool. deer. 
and just you know to kind of know that he was a mature deer the year prior was kind of cool um isn't it kind of neat knowing like how many deer have you shot that you wish you knew like how many times did they go by another hunter that either got shot at or they you know was in shot distance of another hunter and just like barely escaped something before or they a hunter got to missed you. them or yeah just something like happened. What, what do they do and what do they encounter like i always think about that when you kill a deer and you're just like man what where have you been yeah right and then you yeah. see like all the nicks and everything in their antler you're like what, what where you were doing? you what did you do what happened here you know that's like cool to know that <laughs> it is yeah and that's what that's what's cool about working with with my neighbor too is we're really good friends so we share pictures back and forth so when I lose a deer for a couple of weeks, a lot of times he'll pick them up and he'll be like, yeah, I'm getting picked or he'll send me the picture, you know, so it's very valuable it, to know between the two of us. We've got a pretty good idea what's going on in that area. So and that's pretty cool, cool too, because yeah. a lot of people are not like that with yeah. their neighbors. Yep. You know what I mean? And honestly, buying that farm, I've become even closer with him. I, I mean, we're pretty good friends now, so it's pretty cool. That's really cool. And yeah. man, like the things you can learn about deer. Yep. From that, like. You guys can really, if, if they go his direction, you guys can really know, like, okay, I put pressure on this buck, like hunting pressure, like you mentioned earlier, how much pressure is yeah, pushing it. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy is to see how fast they move. Like, I, I, this 11 was such a roamer. I'd get pictures of him on my farm, and, like, 45 minutes later, he'd get him over on his farm, like, three-quarters of a mile away. I mean, this deer was moving, and, it was, move all and it was big loops, but it was all season long. It wasn't just, like, in the rut. Like, in the late season, I'd get this deer on my beans every three or four days usually, mm-hmm. but it wasn't usually two days in a row. I'd get him, and then it'd be, like, three or four days later, I'd get him again. But so he's like, he's, like, making that loop One, three or four days cycle yep and when i'd get him my neighbor would get him so it wasn't just like he was staying on my farm like when he'd make the loop on mine he'd make the loop on my neighbors so it was weird very valuable information right there you know when you guys like get dedicated to a deer it takes time right like consistency and then you start getting pictures and then you're like thinking about that deer more and this is where guys start to like claim the deer and then shit gets weird or you can just hunt the deer and know he's a wild animal and he can do whatever he wants yeah you start to get like you have your target set, and then you start making game plans, and that's when you get invested, and you're thinking about it, and you're calling your buddies and running over game plans. Now that you get invested like that, knowing this buck, what he did, does it make you feel more comfortable with knowing deer movements or uncomfortable knowing that they move that much? I think every deer is different, and with this deer, I'm like, it's going to be, I'm going to be pretty lucky if I get a shot at this deer because he's not like living on mine because like, he's random. He's living in a six or seven hundred acre area, you know, he's running. Yeah. So I'm like, if I if my timing's right and I get lucky, I've got the right food. I know that he knows it's there. I've got a good chance that he'll be there. I just have to spend a lot of hours waiting on mm-hmm. him. Um, hey, shout out to uh, hit that like button we got in the in the YouTube. That would actually help a lot if you guys don't mind just doing that little tidbit since you're in here. I know there's uh, a handful of people in here now. That'd be great. Thank you guys for that. Appreciate you being in here. Sorry for everybody in regular podcast land. We don't ever do this. <laughs> yeah. But no, that that's a good point. Like, it's they're sporadic, but that's also what makes it fun. But then yeah. it's also like the deer that are everywhere all the time on every trail cam are really hard to hunt too. Yeah, they are. That sometimes it's better to have that deer that's you know you're getting regular pictures of and the neighbors not seeing him. But with this deer, he was he was moving a lot. So I had I had a feeling if I was going to shoot a big deer down there, it would probably be this deer and not the giant because the giant I just wasn't picking up. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but uh, we talked about this on a previous podcast. Our good buddy Jordan Gensmer came down and hunted with me for uh, it was five or six days. He came down and hunted. Yeah, shout out to pull back and let go. Yep, yep. Hell of a good friend. And we were we went in. I brought Jordan in for this specific buck. I'm like, we've got several pictures of him on these beans. The weather's right. The wind's right. I like to hunt these beans with kind of a northeast to an east wind. And uh, I'm like, let's just go in, you know, first night we'll set these beans, see if we can get an eye on this big 11. And it was like 15 minutes before dark. And I put the glass up on him. I'm like, there he is right there in the corner. That's, that's the buck. He's like, are you kidding me? I mean, it, first night in, you know, we've right. been there a couple hours. Well, that was the first night. First night for Jordan. Yeah. Was that the wrapping paper night? It was the wrapping paper <laughs> night. So I'm in my box blind. It doesn't have any of the windows like tinted in it. And I don't like nobody wants to be backlit. You know, if the deer get out in the food and can look through the blind, they can kind of silhouette you in the blind. Right. So uh, I took <laughs> I took wrapping paper from DG, from Dollar General, and took some tape and taped up all my back windows so nothing could light me. <laughs> That's a good hey, idea. Great actually. idea. It's a nice like, cheap way to do it. It was, it was like a dollar fifty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for the right paper and the tape. Yeah. <laughs> so Jordan's like, "Holy crap!" And he, Jordan, he's got some good deer up there, but he's like, "That's the biggest deer I've ever seen." And this thing came in. We, I'm going to keep it short because we've already had a podcast on this. But the deer comes in to feed right at last light, just you know the the last five minutes of legal shooting light, and. Uh, we range him. He's four. The deer next to him is forty-five, and he's like right there with him. And looking back on it now, I think he was probably a yard or two behind that deer. Mm-hmm. And Jordan shot low on him at forty-five. I think he's probably forty-seven. And the deer runs out, and we glass him. And of course, we can tell that he's fine. You know, he stood there for twenty minutes and just watched us with the rest of the deer. Give me the middle finger. Yeah. So, so he. <laughs> we waited for it to get dark enough. The we middle sl- hoof. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we slipped down and kind of crest the hill where we're safe and i glass and he's just still with the rest of the deer looking so i'm like all right we got out of there somehow without him busting us Mm -hmm. so i knew that deer probably still be using that food source man what a bummer for jordan it was and when we left he's like that's the biggest deer i've ever seen let alone shot oh really yeah so it was a real heartbreaker for him and i felt bad for him you know we'd went in there with the intention to killing that deer and on the first night Everything came together other than just, you know, being a couple yards off on the range. Mm. It's a tough one. Shout out to pull back and let it go. Yeah. We've all been there. Think the horror drawer will happen? I hope it does. I hope so. It's gonna They're be probably it. like, dang it, stop talking about the horror drawer. <laughs> if you don't know what the horror drawer is, stop by pull back and let go at a trade show and they'll have Just a, listen to the podcast with pull back and let yes, go a few weeks have ago. A nice little panty drawer there. <laughs> <laughs> for your lady. <laughs> Hey, great idea. Well, that's a bummer for Jordan, man. I'd really like to see him kill a slob. Yep. Um, I was really pulling for him. But he missed, and now it's daddy's turn. Now it's daddy's turn. (laughs) Good for you. Hold my old-fashioned. Hold hold my old-fashioned. You can't can't say hold my beer because Austin doesn't drink beer. I'm drinking one now. He's got one now. He's He's a changed man. Uh, When I was listening to that, I had a question. Did you guys both range him with the same range finder? So – I was setting on his left side. He's right-handed shooter. He's on my right, shooting out the far right side of the blind. So the deer's 45, but he's close enough. It's kind of downhill. So I tried to lean up and range, and I couldn't get over the lip to range him. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, Jordan, you take the range. I was supposed to be ranging for him. I'm like, you take the range. We've got time. So he took the range, and he couldn't get on for whatever reason. He ranged the front buck. I yeah. told him range front buck, 45. 
And in the heat of the moment, he was coming closer when I told him to do that, but the deer never closed that gap. Mm -hmm. And in the heat of the moment, we just lost it and just stayed on 45 where we should have probably, you know, at 47 yards, that makes a difference. Two yards makes a pretty big difference. Yeah, I'll so it does. I think it would have been, far. it probably yeah. would have been enough of a difference to make the shot. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, he, it happens. Yeah. He shot low and. He ran slap. away up on the hill. Hey, I just uh, it is what it is. I'm begging for people to like and share our live. And I said Doug's going to mail up mustache hairs for everyone who does. <laughs> so you got to get on that them. tonight. Wow, going to thin her down a little bit. Then you'd be all right. You got enough to spare. I ain't Not that many people. Them, 20, there's 28 hairs. <laughs> well, that's it right now. But I just just asked. I'm start taking some from somewhere else. We could be pushing <laughs> just over six and a half thousand hairs. <laughs> How many, How many hairs do you that? think? <laughs> how many hairs are in your mustache? We're taking oh, bets now. I don't know. You can guess exactly how much hairs are in Doug's mustache. He'll give you his Kurt's going to count them tonight. Yeah. When you're reading bedtime stories to me, I'll, I'll, read it. I'll count them all. Um, one sheep, two sheep. <laughs> That's he loves me. He loves me. Now. He loves me. He loves me. Now. <laughs> I'll pass on the hairs. All right. Dang. Here. I can't well, get shit to fucking get well, in a little. Well, that's too hair. damn bad. That's too damn bad. You're getting hairs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Jordan misses. Yep. That was mid December, I think, when Jordan came down. It was like a, probably around yeah. the 10th to 15th, somewhere in there. For yeah. Christmas. So I just I kind of hung back. I you know I was hunting around, but I wasn't hunting that spot real hard. Um, got several pictures of the big 11 after Jordan missed him, and. Uh, saw this mean front coming in and it was nasty for about four or five days just temps in the single digits uh, wind chills in the negative 10 to 30 40 below i mean just wicked nasty um the, we were supposed to get a bunch of snow with it but the snow ended up kind of petering out and we got like an inch or two mm -hmm. so uh it just blew from here to freaking <sighs> yeah pennsylvania i think it was December 22nd, and that storm rolled in, and I was looking at the forecast, and it was making me nervous because I had those good four or five days of that really brutal cold, and then the winds or, or the, the temperature was warming up, and deer cast was calling it shit, and I knew that if I was going to kill that deer, it had to be at that time, and it was honestly kind of on a sheer laziness that I didn't go in. I I told myself, it's going to be 30 below. I'm not going to set in a tree for this deer. And I, I kind of needed to set up a, a tree stand to get to catch him coming to the food. Yeah. But it was going to be one of those deals where I was probably going to bump deer going in to hang that stand because they're bedded right around, you know, real close to this food source. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to try something that I've never tried before. This wind's going to be blowing so hard. It's out of the northwest, and that's blowing exactly to this trail where they're coming out into these beans. Like 30 yards basically straight east of me is where these deer are dumping out into this food. So I said, if this wind's blowing that hard, maybe it's just going to dissipate my scent enough by the time it gets 30 yards away from them that they're not even going to catch me. I'm like, I, you know, I've got four or five days of this right weather, and it's all northwest wind. It's all the exact wrong wind for this spot. So I'm going to do a little test on this first night. I'm going to go in, and I'm going to hunt it this first night and see what happens. Mm -hmm. yeah, I, was, I was in that blind. I walked in. I was in that blind for nine minutes. It was 2 o'clock on the nose when I got in, and it was 2.09. And I looked up, and there are there's a group of four or five bucks 
and they just come screaming in as fast as they can. Like, there's no caution. There's no nothing. I couldn't believe that wind was going that hard. And I think they were just so sketched out with that much wind. They're just like, get me to the food right now. And if the harder I run, the less chances are something's going to get me. <laughs> Interesting take. Yeah. yeah I'll, I mean, run a, I'll run a shot. Yeah. You would think they'd be like super on edge, super sketchy with wind like that. These things were just like full board just running. The, the extreme temps are just like, yeah, just get to the food. Yeah, get so to the if food something busts out the food, at least we got something. I think it was the wind. I think the yeah. wind had them so sketched there. They just ran as hard as they could to get there. And they were hanging. I wonder, too, I wonder if deer like will do that. This is maybe kind of an out there perspective, or, you know, I guess theory. I wonder if part of that's just getting body temp up for a minute. Yeah, but they could have been laying on the bed all day and just froze and got up to move. Because they got to get cold. Yeah, you'd think so. <laughs> I don't know how they survive not, that Not shit. the same cold as we get cold, but Fuck they got to get kind of cold. I feel like about died just walking back to my pickup that night. It was dang- Dude, dangerous. You, you cold. couldn't do anything. Uh, yeah. No. And that, I'll continue. I, we'll get into this. <laughs> so <laughs> I uh, I forgot when I got up into this blind, like I thought the everything was closed up, but there's just a few little kind of cracks where air can get into the blind and it had it was blowing hard enough that there was like a little mound of snow inside the blind so that just kind of illustrates how bad the wind was Mm -hmm. and i get in this blind and shut the door and it sounds like a helicopter getting ready to take off like i've got a ratchet strap that right to the middle and the wind blowing that ratchet strap was kind of like reverberating and it was just like a howl inside of this (laughs) blind just like a roar i'm like well, I was almost nervous to open the window because I didn't know if it was as loud outside of the blind as it was inside. So I tested it on these bucks, and they were 15 yards and had no idea. I opened all the windows up and tested everything, and I could have done jumping jacks in there, and they would have known. <laughs> so much going on. Yeah, it's just so loud. That wind was ripping so loud. One thing I do like, you know, we have that grizzly blind, and then I have it anchored down. It's like when it's frozen, I'm like, well, I know the anchors aren't going to pull because everything's frozen in the ground. That's yeah, a yeah. good – that's like a comforting feeling. And actually, I had the same thing because I have mine ratchet strapped to that gravity feed wagon. Yep. And How I do you had, like that? Love it. I'm doing that. I'm getting another one. I'm doing that. Love it. Um, Camera but I had the same up. thing with the strap. <laughs> you know, it was vibrating. Yep. I actually had a pull rope in my bag. So I tied the pull rope around the ratchet strap, ran it through the window, and I tied it to one of the knobs inside the yep. line. And that was enough pressure just to keep it from vibrating. Yep. It huh. worked great. The gravity wagon things have moved. Do you have one on a gravity wagon? No, but I'm going to next year because I've had, I don't know, five different instances where I've only got like three box blinds and I want to be able to move one and I don't. So next year, one's going on wheels. It'd, be, it'd just go. be it'd be your investment, your money well spent to yeah. where you can move it around. So convenient. I went and hooked up to it and I moved it probably 12 miles this year. Yeah. Um, shout out the pullback and let go. They're in here. Jordan missed the buck. I don't know if it's Jordan or I'm assuming that's Kelsey on here. Um, <laughs> uh, Parker says, why does Doug look 12? Um, Brandon says, so Eric's eating the chip. Sad day. Zach uh, Jacoby said, hey, Iowa season doesn't close till Tuesday. Don't give up yet. Just give up. Someone told you to pull your gooch hairs out and ship those instead. That's pretty funny. (laughs) uh, Who's going to fucking go get those things? I'm just saying, you'll get some hair. I was going to say, that's an old trucker move. Put a twist in your strap. It'll keep him from doing that. Yep. Uh, raw sauce on top of Doug's mustache blend this season. Meat sweeper plot. <laughs> 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 oh, geez. Okay, well, back to business here. Yeah, meat sweeper. Sweeper. So, yeah, dude, that brutal cold, you have to be in some kind of blind. Yeah. If I, you would have yeah. been in a hang-on, like if you're out in Novix. I'm guessing I would have made it about 30 to 45 minutes. Dude, that's deadly cold. Even in the blind, like there, I didn't have a heater. I mean, it was negative two real temp when I got in the blind. It was 
freaking cold. I had two heaters and I was cold. Yeah. And so, uh, you you had the Fairbanks heavyweight jacket um, from um, Huntworth on. Okay. It was the Fairbanks. I Fairbanks. have a hard time remembering the names. Yeah. Fairbanks has the hood. Yep. I had the Fairbanks and I had the bibs that match. Yep. Um, I was actually running fingerless gloves, but I run the Huntworth pouch, the little pouch oh. that you can put on. So I put a hand warmer in that. Do you do the one with the battery pack? I don't use the battery pack. I take an actual hand warmer and throw in it and put my hands in that. So I shot this deer in negative 33 wind chill with no fingers in my gloves. That's pretty badass. I mean, it, you can't test anything much more than that. So I finally found a way to keep my hands warm. So I like that system. Yeah. But I had on, you know, I had on the neck gaiter and then I had on the WCB hat and then I had on the trapper hat with the fur in it over that. And then I had my hood on. I mean, I, yeah, I, so first thing I told myself with all this shit on is if I do see a big buck coming in, I got to shuck shit to get my anchor point. Yeah. Right? Yep. Cause I got so much stuff around my neck and my face. So that was like in the back of my head. If I do see the big 11 coming in, then I'm going to have to You're gonna have to rip a bunch a of bit. stuff off. It's going to take a little time to get set for the shot. Well, I do that, too. I, I wear a gator when it's cold, cold. You know, that's brutal cold. But I always wear uh beanie, gator, or hat. But even the, the Huntworth, which one is it? I got it pulled up here because I wanted to make sure we didn't fuck up what we were talking about. Um, the... This this Huntworth hat right here. It's the uh, well. There's the Chester heavyweight beanie. Uh, what do they call it? Yeah, soft show. Um, I'll wear that, and mm-hmm. then you can wear the. What's the? Uh, I don't even know the the rabbit hat. Yeah, I call it like the trapper hat. I don't know what the name of it is, but that thing's sweet. But it's good because that one's tight. And you can wear that one over, and then yeah. with the heavyweight gator. Yep. It's just like you put your hood up over that and it locks it all in. Yeah. I, I was toasty. The only thing that got cold on me the whole set was my toes. How do you prevent that though? I feel like when it's that cold, you're just you're cold. I've I got mean, poor circulation in my feet. So in the first hour, my feet were cold. I, mean, I think I you just do it as old age or yeah. you get older because now, like, that's the first thing that goes. Or my, because I do the same thing with the, the, the pouch, the pouch, yep. and then throw a couple hand warmers in there. Yep. And they're golden. Yep. I got some new heated socks. You like that? Ooh, with the heated socks with the battery pack? Yeah. How long nice. they last? Um, you, you can buy an extra battery for them, so they last all day. Really? They're worth it, huh? Yeah. It's I, the only, you only wear one pair. Yep. I've never tried the heated socks. I've tried the insoles that are like remote control. I heard those have just been shitholes. Yeah, I can't do it. Go. Yeah, they, did, they, they made my feet sweat, and then don't, I get cold. Don't do that. Didn't Thermacell make those? Yeah, I think it was. was. These are good because they had like the three options. You should just go like to the little warm, and then this stays warm all day. Really, I'm intrigued. I'll have to tell you what the, I'll have to go remember what they are. Yeah, what brand? I'm willing right? to try anything at this. I think point. they're called Savior. No kidding. All right, interesting. Yeah, I'm to try them. Out. Pretty slick. Yeah. Hmm. So, anywho, <laughs> anywho, <laughs> I. Uh, it was a good feeling. I got into this blind and Eric was texting me wanting to know if I was seeing anything. And it was like, I'd been in the blind 30 minutes. I'm like, yeah, I got five bucks in the field mm-hmm. right now. So, it, you know, it's a good sign. I, we didn't know if they were going to move or not in that storm, you know, it was I so brutal. And I knew you were going out. So I'm like, oh, got to go. Yeah. So it was good to see that first group come in. They came in right down the trail. I figured they would. My wind was blowing directly to them, and not one deer picked me up, and they came right into the food just like I wanted them to. Yeah, money. So it was it was a good. So I sat there, I don't know, it was probably hour, hour and a half, and deer just kept piling out piling out, and a group of deer would leave, and a new group would move in. So <clears throat> I don't know. I probably saw 10 or 15 does and probably 10 bucks. Um 
there there was actually it was getting late enough in the season i was almost to a point of settling there was a deer that i call the turd (laughs) (laughs) he's he's like seven or eight years old and this year he was a big eight last year he's like 145 last year well this year he's dropped down to a seven and he he might be 130 it's kind of a perfect deer to shoot he's a big old deer and i said and and i had a picture of that deer two nights before i went in and sat on the plot yeah i'm like I know what's going to happen. The turd's going to come out at like 3.30, and I'm going to be forced <laughs> to make a decision on him. Luckily, he didn't. He didn't come out. So, um, <laughs> The turd. Yeah. I, I, I saw a couple bucks that were four-year-olds that I'd passed a half a dozen times. The same deer keep coming out. And for whatever reason, about, it was about a quarter till five. It was just about last shooting light, and all the deer cleared. I'm like, well— do I take this opportunity to go ahead and leave, you know, back out? Well, nothing, nothing's in the plot. Nothing's going to see me. It'll be fresh for the next set. I know the wind's going to work. You know, this northwest wind that I didn't think was going to work is actually going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, so I said, no, if that, if that big mature deer is going to use this, it's going to probably be in the last five or ten minutes. So I'll just sit here and wait. <clears throat> and I could see the same bucks and the same group starting to filter in back around and come back through again. Um, for whatever reason, they've been sketched down. I don't know if it was a coyote or just the howling wind or whatever, but the same group was starting to filter back into the beans. And they were coming right directly behind me. So I'm looking through my little wrapping paper. I got a little like two inch by two inch cut in it. Yeah. And I'm looking through and I'm staring through Santa. I'm I'm watching deer out of this little hole and I'm starting and they're coming right under me. I mean, there's a, there's like this little cut in the fence and they're crossing like 10, eight to 10 yards right under me coming right into the beans. I'm just like, all right, you know, same group, same group. There's the two bucks that I just saw. And, and there was like 15 deer came out right under me and I'm looking and and then I just see a wall of tines coming and he's like 15 yards. I'm like, fuck. (laughs) <laughs> that that's him that's the 11 like, yeah no mistake and you see that many times it's you like know. holy shit that's him so this is it's like five till five it's getting down to the last five minutes of shooting light i'm like okay every deer has crossed i'm fine he's honestly still coming i just took my eyes off of him so i got my bow laying on the ground i i swing the window open there's deer all around me i just swing the window open the wind's blowing so hard i'm like i'm getting away with murder now so i just Swung the window open. I had a little tape ball set up, so when I swing the window open, it doesn't, like, slam. Oh, it's, like, so stuck I, to the window? I already had a little stop set up, nice. so I stopped against my tape ball. I reached down. I <laughs> grabbed. Idea. I grabbed my bow. I, first off, I'm ripping off all my shit off my neck, like, rip my hat off, rip my neck so you can anchor off. your yeah, bow. because I, I didn't know if the shot was going to be 50 or 10. Yeah. I didn't know where he was going to stop. So I'm not even looking at the deer at this point. I got the window open. I know he's probably directly under me and coming. So I grabbed the bow, checked the dialed, rolled, make sure the dialed sights rolled down to 20, clip on. I draw back before I even look out the window. I just draw back, and I creep out the right window, and he's just head down in the beans at like 12 yards, quartered away, just, I mean, absolutely fucking perfect. Damn. You couldn't ask for any better Right, <laughs> Right in the center of the window, like everything was perfect, and he wasn't moving. So I'm like, well, I can take my time on this one so i just get down look through the peep put the pin he's quartered hard so i put the pin like right in the middle of his body like basically right on the liver Mm -hmm. and just sit there and aim and aim and squeeze it off and it's like you play this shot through your head you know you envision this happening every day that you've sat for the last month Mm -hmm. and the shot goes off and i just see 
it's it buries up to within about six inches of the fletch. Perfect, right where I was aiming. Mm-hmm. He runs up, runs through the beans, and just stops right on the edge of the beans, like seventy yards away, and he's just standing there broadside to me. I'm like, did that just happen? Or am I like dreaming right now? Yeah. Like you you like look down at your quiver and there's an arrow miss and you're like, okay, it that actually happen. happened. Yeah. <laughs> so I pull up the binoculars and I'm looking at him and I can see blood running down his offside leg and the and it looks like the blood's like right behind the crease of the offside shoulder. I mean, just perfect. perfect. I'm like, fuck, he's going down right there. You yeah. know, he's there's no way he's taking that shot. And I stood there and it seemed like two minutes that I looked at him. Well, Looking back on it is probably twenty or thirty seconds, but Oops. he he starts just kind of gradually walking up on the hill away from me. I'm like, how is he not going down? I just cleaned everything out from the liver all the way up to the shoulder. I mean, I yeah. know I took everything out. Yeah, and he he didn't go down. He he was basically making his way back to the timber with the rest of the deer. I'm like, well, I got a decision to make, you know, do I just let him go in or do I try another shot? So I locked another arrow on, uh, ranged him. He was 65, but he was still going away from me. So I rolled to 70, drew back. And keep in mind, this wind's 25 miles an hour left to right. <laughs> I mean, it's it's an insane wind. Yeah, it's not in your favor. So I'm, And he's still walking at the shot. And I, I mean, you're not going to map at him when the wind's that hard. I could have yelled and he wouldn't have heard me. Right. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to do my best. The wind's blowing left to right, but he's walking right. So I just put it basically right on his right on his vitals, right where I wanted to hit. And, and I, it was a fast shot because he was still moving. Took the shot, and when it hit him, I could see that it hit him back, like towards the back legs. I was surprised, honestly surprised that I even hit him, but I was just trying my best to get another yeah. arrow in him at that yeah. point. You've already you know? had shot him. Right. Like, you know, what you think was fatal. Yeah, and I felt good on the first shot, but it's like... Why not get another one in him? If he's just it's not going to hurt him. He's anybody. still in range, you know. Yep. You got one in him, and you know it's good. And you can blood. get another one in him. Yep. Why not? Get another one in him. That was that was my thinking in the heat of the moment. Um, so I saw the Luminot kind of dancing around like it was, you know, towards his back end. And he runs into the timber. And I'm like, holy shit, that just happened. So... I didn't. I didn't call. I didn't text. I didn't do anything. I grabbed my bow. I grabbed my quiver. Put it back on. I get down out of the blind, and I about died from the blind to the truck. I mean, the wind's blowing in my face. Yep. It, 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 dude, it was da- it was dangerous cold. Eyeballs freezing shut. That's how people end up missing, man. You get yeah. some random dude go for a walk and some shit like that, and yeah. then you just never see him again. Well, I'd already been out in it for three and a half hours. Yeah, and, and that's even worse. You're cold, you know, your feet are froze. So I'm walking back, I get back into the truck and get I'm I'm like I'm hope hoping the battery on the old truck's not dead was right. my biggest fear. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That was my biggest fear. Yeah, oh yeah. So you gotta get warm I, with that. I threw my jump pack in my truck just in case. Yeah, yeah, dude. I get it. The old girl fired up and I spun around and got going out and then I picked up the phone and started making the calls. And uh Ray was the first one I called my neighbor. Of course. And I'm like, I just got an arrow in the big 11, man. He's like, I'm like, can you go help recover? He's like, hell yeah, I'll come help recover. So you see who your real buddies are on a night like that <laughs> when they come to help you recover a deer when it's 35 below. Mm-hmm. So Ray answered the phone. Uh, Ross answered the phone. And you answered the phone. And I knew why you are calling. Yeah. You know how you have that feeling? I was sitting on the toilet. Uh, using my dude, using my dude wiper, if you want to know. And I'm like, Austin. I'm like, thinking what time it is. I'm like, right. he killed. He had yeah. to have killed. 
I sent you a text at about two thirty. I said it could happen tonight, mm-hmm. and I don't. I hadn't sent that text maybe once or twice this year. Yeah, and I just had a feeling like it could happen. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw that call. I'm like, something died. You just you feel have that feeling when you're one of your buzzes is calling you. Yeah, it's adding up. Yep. So, <laughs> so we decided uh, Kurt had to put the little ones down uh, a little later that night. So we waited till I don't know what was it, probably eight o'clock. Yeah, just a touch after. Yeah. yeah. So we all met up at my place. We took a picture with all of us bundled up, getting ready to go on into <laughs> this extreme shit. Yeah. Marshmallows. Pretty, pretty good picture. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Put your Michelin, man. Yep. We, I mean, we didn't know if we were in for a quick recovery or a long night. We didn't know. Right. Yep. I was I was pretty hopeful. I didn't know how that deer had even made it off the plot. And then, of course, when you shoot at him the second time and he takes off running, you're like, well, fuck. Now, yeah. <laughs> now what do I do? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we uh, we left him four hours. By the time we picked up the trail, it was four hours later. And uh, Kurt, I think you were the one that picked up the blood trail. I walked back to First Blood just to see how good First Blood was, and it it was good. Tracked him through the snow, and Kurt yeah. had already been on the trail and yeah, trailed him like up into the timber. waltzed over, and I'm like, hey, 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 there's like a lot of blood. <laughs> like, is there snow? I'm like, holy shit. That yeah. fucking blood was probably frozen before it hit the ground. Well, oh, Austin yeah, was yeah. so concerned getting where the shot was, yeah. which I get. And I'm like, the way you described it, like, this deer's dead. But we walk in, I'm like, hey, it's not like, oh, there's some blood. It was like. He was spraying. It's like, oh, yeah, he came through here, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I'm like, hey, hey, Austin, hey. And then me, Ray, and Ross, I'm like, hey, there's blood. So we're like, we get to the. I mean, you just wanted to follow it, so we're like, and then you're like, hey, wait up for me. So I'm like, well, yeah, oh, shit, yeah, you shot it, right? Yeah, right. Wait for me, guys. <laughs> so we stopped at the wood line, and, it, and I don't mean like, we, so after this podcast, don't leave the live podcast being in here. Shout out to you guys still in here, um, by the way. But we, I filmed the whole recovery, yep. so you can see some of the blood, but... Um, I didn't start until we got yeah. into the wood line. About 10 it's what you want. It's an expandable head with a low exit. I mean, it was. It's what you want. Like, yep. He's going to dump some blood. Yeah. And it was in the snow too, which makes it even more fun. It was a blood the best. Yeah. Bloodbath. Yeah. Blood in the snow. Put him in a coffin. You know. Yeah. Put him in a body bag. Yeah. Put him in a body bag. Yeah. So it's it a good feeling. Sport. You know, when you don't know and you watch your deer walk off the field, it's nice to re. Uh, you know, if unless you see them tip over, you're gonna doubt yourself. You do. Mm-hmm. Every time. Every yeah. time. Every single time. I watched my buck die this year, and he just went over the edge of this little hill. And I was like, ah, shit, he could have got up. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just watched him roll over, yeah. you know? But I'm like, ah, I can't see him from the stand. It's no, it's it's probably better to be that way. Yeah, you know the shot's money. I mean, I could see the arrow sticking out his offside shoulder, and I <laughs> thought I was right behind the shoulder. I mean, I knew the shot was good, but right. when you see an animal, it's like, well, did I have a broadhead failure, or did it hit a yeah, rib? You said and picked- something to me at one point. You're like, I just wonder so cold that if the broadhead froze up and didn't open. Yeah, I didn't know. Like metal on metal at 35 below, would it stick? You know, would it not open? I <laughs> could. Shit, I didn't know. I mean, this thing just took a shot. Could. This thing just took a 10 ring shot and walked off. The the field i was stressing my thought i'm like and when you told me that on the phone i'm like yeah well yeah i'm like now nah, because it wouldn't have went possible. all the way it wouldn't have went all the way through it if it didn't open yep you know it would have been like flip right into the the soft well, stuff. you, you try to possible you hey. try to play back every anything like, can happen. possible sure. scenario so yeah that's just a good example yeah. but that's also what makes hunting and shots and like recovery fun 
because of because of like analyzing and mm-hmm. yeah. theories and, and experiences. There's so always that what if. Yeah, yeah it's fun. That's yeah. fun. It's yep. a good good time of it. You know. Well, it's not fun in the moment. You just want to see no. him fall over. Yeah. But it's way more fun now. But on the blood trail, it was fun to see the blood. It's like, all right, this happened the way I thought it happened. <laughs> right. Right. So we we get into the timber, and that's about the time you turn the camera on, and we start trailing him down through. We went in probably 20 or 30 yards, and I'm like, oh, fuck, that's not good. We came up on a big bed that was just solid blood, but there's no deer in it. And by the way, up to that bed, it's just blood. He's painting. Yeah. Yeah. And the bed was blood. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It was all blood. I'm like, well, fuck, did we just kick him up? That was my initial thought was there's a bed. So in that recovery video, I'm walking because I'm looking through the phone, and I'm you know trying to keep my hands warm at the same time, and... (laughs) I kicked a stick and hit you with it, and it made a bunch of noise. And I think you thought that was the button. Yeah, getting we're up. so bundled up, we're getting oh. we get hit with a stick and don't even know it. Yeah, you, you have no like <laughs> the sound of it is. Yeah, it, that's what it is. I, I heard something and I looked down and saw that bed. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, this deer's been here for four hours and 35 below. How did this thing get up? Uh, but as soon as I knelt down, I'm like, ah, oh, this is froze solid. This bed's froze solid. He wasn't just in here. Like, this has been a yeah. while ago. Yeah. So we just immediately kept right on the trail, and he'd made it another 10 or 15 yards and tipped over in a ditch right there. He was just three or four foot deep ditch. We couldn't see him. He was down in that ditch. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was, was crazy. It was crazy, man. It was fun to walk up on him. You know, that's honestly out of that farm, that was the number two buck. Like, that was. The second most, it was, he, age-wise, he's right there with the most mature buck on the farm. Oh, yeah. Uh, score-wise, he's lacking compared to the biggest one, but I'd hunted my ass off all season, and <laughs> I'd been looking forward to seeing that deer all season. Got to see Jordan, you know, get his opportunity. Got to see Jordan miss. <laughs> Unfortunately, it didn't work out. Sorry, Jordan. Yeah, and, shout out to Jordan. And, then, and, he, and Jordan told me, he's like, you're going to kill that deer, and then two weeks later, he'd come under me. But You were uh, right. You were right. right. It was it was awesome, man, to have you guys there in those extreme brutal conditions. Like I'll never forget that hunt. It was one of the coolest recoveries I think I've ever been on. There's a few late season, only a few, like real late season recoveries I've ever been on. That's that's one of them. The latest I've ever been on is uh, it won't be on camera because it's too high. This buck, my dad shot uh, real close to the end of the season, January 10th, in like six inches of snow in the morning. Oh, in a morning, morning. I did a That's hang cool. and bang and a climber in 2003, 2002. And that was the, this buck was like, this buck might as well have been 200 inches. Yep. When my dad oh, shot yeah. that buck, we were like, the fucking giant, <laughs> holy fuck, you know, and like, that's, that's the buck, but that's like. You, know. you remember that though. Oh, dude, I slept in, yep. I'm not going hunting. Well, actually I didn't even bow hunt. I hunted, but I didn't bow hunt at the time. Mm-hmm. My mom got me out of bed. Your dad shot a, a ten pointer. I'm like, let's go, you know. <laughs> Put on my old real tree advantage. Let's let's ride. That's so awesome. But anyway, like that's. But that was one of the most like memorable, I think, recoveries. You it's, know, relating to that one. That it's I've the on. most brutal day that I've ever sat in the timber. It was so cold. Raw. I had to took a picture of Ross. He has a very dark, full beard, and it was Santa Claus white jack frost white <laughs> frost snow 
Yeah. We all look like we were from Jeremiah Johnson. I'm going to post that picture, actually. I got a picture of Ross and I together, and of course, my beard's not like Ross's. His is just like solid white, but mine was pretty bad, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and then we got that picture of all three of us, and we're just like, you can just, I love the picture because you can just see the cold. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it doesn't look remotely fun. And it yeah. wasn't it wasn't honestly that bad. We were moving enough that we stayed pretty warm, but if we'd have been out there another twenty minutes, it would have got that cold. buck would have died in the middle of a field. Yeah. Well we would have been able to drive up to him, but if not, it would have been bad, dude. Brutal. Bad. It was just another level of cold. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you know, it was the cold that if your car broke down, you were you're fucked. You're in trouble. That's why I was stressing about my battery shit oh, yeah. down on me in the truck. I mean, it's you get in trouble if you're out there for twenty minutes when you don't expect to be, you get in trouble. How yeah. fun it'd be to be out there and see, like, oh, you guys probably like Bigfoot out there because you're so bundled up, just three. Dude, everything, <laughs> yeah. when it's that cold, everything that you walk on, everything, it's just loud, everything's brittle, yeah. like, it's just not meant to be that cold. Yeah. Your beard <laughs> yeah. is frozen to the side of your face. It almost feels like, you know, if, like, Doug could just, like, rip his mustache off and not know it because it was so cold. That's we, why I didn't we, go out. We could put it in a shadow box and put it right here. So I stay the inside when it's that cold. That's a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> the awkward silence just waiting to see what you're gonna say but no dude that was badass and really he ended awesome. up being exactly what i thought he was uh big beams big mass uh 11 point missing a brow on one side um just a stud of a buck i mean big body mm. he's probably lo- he probably lost 30 or 40 pounds in the rut i mean he and his rut pictures are awesome he's just all neck i love it you know, just a, a huge bodied animal dude right when you picked him up i'm like that buck's won 60s yeah. all day and if he would have had brows he'd have been 60s yeah yep who was he almost 158 157 yep yeah just not just not built to score, but on my wall compared to some one sixties that I got, he's going to dwarf them. He's oh just yeah, a bit, just a big deer. That's what like that's the one bummer about measuring. Like, and I'm a measurer, uh, yeah, whatever that means, you know. Like it, that's the bummer about it. You know, like uh, Cameron sitting in here running the sticks for the live. Shout out to Mr. Dowd. He's like, I got a bucket shot. I want to get it measured, but he goes, I'm a little worried that it might make me feel weird about it. I'm like, well, then don't get it measured. Yeah. But I'm for it, right? I'm, I'm in support of Pope and Young and Boone and Crockett and whatever yep. measuring system. I think it's cool. But it doesn't paint the picture of what the deer really is. No. I'll say no. this. My first buck was 148, and I stuck this buck like side-by-side profile next to each other, and it just dwarfs him. Mm-hmm. Just a different animal. I mean, they only score nine inches different, but this deer looks 30 inches bigger. Right? Some deer just carry big. Yeah. You know, like... Every deer carries different. Yeah, they do. But, you know, you take like a buck, like the guyer buck, framey, right? You see it, you go, oh, shit. Like, you just have that reaction. Or you take a tight rack 200, like a 200 non-typical and the guy buck coming at you in the same field. You'd probably shoot the guy buck Going with the guy buck. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, framey is is better to yep. me. But I like tight and trashy is also cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Doug, you've been with a lot. You got a lot of tight and trashy, right? I love all different racks. <laughs> <laughs> Trailer park queens. Love them all. No all discrimination. St- hey. I'm Will Cooper, and you're listening to HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast on the Waypoint Podcast Network. Stick around as I bring you more stories and interviews from veteran hunters and industry professionals who inspire us all to be better equipped in the woods and in life. Through the Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night floats a duck camp, alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest. Me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This 
is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. I'm proud of you. But, Pass um, on up, you never catch up. But you know, like, what do you do when, like, score is just a number. Right. There's so many deer that yeah. that really take... That deer might as well have been 200 inches coming under me that night with those oh, conditions, oh, sure. waiting conditions on that specific deer to walk <laughs> under me. Ten yards, I mean, just... Insane. I didn't see a single deer that night, but I knew because you called me after you called these guys, and I'm like, Sex? I mean, me and Austin talk, but he doesn't call me very often. I'm like, he's calling me like, oh, <laughs> oh shit. He killed one. <laughs> he killed one for sure. Yeah. The right food and the right weather, it's it's magic. Zach Jacoby said he was out in a saddle that day. That's how you get froze on That's both hardcore, sides. That's hardcore, man. Wolf. That's hardcore. That's straight Just up. get frozen in the tree. I was yeah. worried about my ropes. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're worried about your toes. You're worried about like just getting brittle and breaking off, dude. I'm not you gonna know? lie. I'm to be soft. honest, that's straight up dumb. What's that? I'm soft. The older I get, after hunting under these box blinds, I'm not fucking with a tree stand anymore. When it's 20 below, it's I just, just no one. It. I mean, who did? Like for how long? How long can you without like insane gear? It's just it, there's a line of yeah, being tough. To say you did something, and then there's a line of like just stupidity. Yeah, right. Well, it was dangerous cold sitting in the blind. That was hardcore enough for me. So <laughs> dangerous cold. I'm not gonna lie. Like walking in, my stand was straight east, but the wind was coming out of the west. You know, mm-hmm. and walking back to the truck, I could hardly breathe walking back. Yeah, that walk back was brutal. It was fucking brutal. Sucked the air dude. out of you. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy, dude. So I think for the mount, maybe we'll do. Uh, the frost mount we'll frost Ooh, him up get him all bristled up yeah with a little bit of snow on his bre- on his in between his rack and you know, on his cold. forehead that buck deserves oh. that mount. i think it'd be a cool mount to do that with can you make him look like he's in like 30 mile an hour winds just all his hair goes one side, <laughs> one side. <laughs> it just comes with a fan yeah <laughs> his face is all fucked up because it's so bad i can't remember the taxidermy place that did that but their jury shared it yeah it mm-hmm. was an insane they shared it like the day you killed that deer yep. the day after everybody so. was out hunting in those conditions so they they reshared it's good timing i can't remember if it was kibblers or who did it but old barn will kill that mount oh i'll do a great job I, t- I told sam what i want to do he's like yes <laughs> oh, he loves that. those projects yeah, he does that's like you need a text service that gets excited about yep. stuff like, they want to yeah. do different things Not like oh fuck yeah i gotta yeah. do this this guy's a, a lot of guys are like that yeah you well, know, I've got a lot of mounts upstairs. I'm kind of looking for something different every time now, and it's I'm running out of options. But that'll be a that'll be a cool one to do. Yeah, 100%. a lot in the collection. You've got a lot of variety of whitetails. All right, let me ask you this: Are you ever going to quit mounting them? No, never. I love it. I no. love that. Dude. If I'm shooting like that deer I shot earlier this year was 148, he's he's going to get the pack mount. Oh, cool. Yep. Yeah, good variety. Yep. Man, if I if if it's a deer the frost mount, yeah. He's mixing it all up. A little diversity. Yeah. So how uh, how long up. before you build a shed or so, like a trophy room room? Like you have a great setup now, yeah, but you're out of room. It's funny that you say that because I think I've got about one or two more heads um, up in the man cave, and then it's full. Unless they just start looking ridiculous and I just start stacking rows in there. You know, it's just not going to look good. So mm-hmm. I'm kind of to the point now where I'm starting to think ahead. So we're two mounts away from me putting up a barn frame for you. It's exactly where I'm at. I'm actually starting to look at barn dough <laughs> so plans. You yeah. yeah you okay. Okay. Or he's got to add onto his house for more yeah. deer heads. So are we, like, if you did that, are we talking like full blown Chandler party pad? Here it is, pool table, bar, all that stuff. And then. If you want to know my honest plans right now, 
it's probably going to be placed in Iowa. Oh. It's probably going to be living quarters on a third of it and then shop on the other two-thirds. But the shop's going to be clean. So I can pull equipment in and out, but it's going to be like my shop slash pool table slash bar slash trophy room. So it'll be like it'll be the man area. So you're going to move all your mounts there. That's the plan. That's what I'm thinking right now. How many truckloads is that? But you also got to think three three semis. You got to think you got to think ahead as well, though, because you got a lot of hunting left to do. I do. It's going to have to be a big shed. (laughs) It's going to be a huge shed. Well, in Africa and Alaska and. You know, black bear hunts. How, how many whitetail mounts do you have right now? Uh, over twenty. I don't know. Can you rattle them off? Can you count them? Like include I, euro, include shoulder mounts and euros. If I was counting euros, I probably got in between twenty-five and thirty. Man, I would have thought a lot more than that. I mean, that's a lot, but but I don't have really a lot of small ones. Like my smallest deer is downstairs. He's a hundred inches, and then I've got a six pointer that's almost one twenty, and then everything else is one thirties or better. better. So I got a lot of deer from when I was young mounted that yeah. I, I don't regret, but like now I'm kind of like, yep, what the fuck do I do with it? Have them in the kids' rooms. Yep, I'm to the point now where if a deer means enough to me for me to pull the trigger on him and kill him, then I I'm gonna get him mounted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. I get that. Jim Burns always did that. It's like you mount it. Oh, if I shoot it, I mount it. Yep. Well, that's cool. I get that. Yeah. You know? I just love taxidermy. I like walking in and seeing 50 mounts on a wall. I just think it's cool. I've always been obsessed with it. I remember when my dad killed this buck. I counted the days down to get that mount back, dude. Counted them down. Could not wait. And then I feel like that kind of like made me obsessed. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I feel like I just was infatuated with it. Yeah. No one to be a taxidermist for a really long time. And then I, I went to school. Well, kind of went to school. I did a course stuff, but I don't know how much is too much. I'd say never enough. Never enough. Never enough. <laughs> but you start doing things like the Africa trip and and how moose. does Leah feel about them? I know she's cool with it, but yeah, like she's fine with it. She likes it even more. She's just like stack them in. Yeah, she doesn't yeah. care. That's kind of my spot upstairs. But like in the living room, I'm debating on taking my white tails there and moving them back upstairs, and then putting my Africa game down in the living room. That'd be cool. So I've got enough room for it down there. I could do that. Yeah. I don't know. That looks slick. What's your wife think, Doug? She doesn't mind at all. <laughs> Sam's actually been like a really good sport about it. Like, you know, she I wanted to bring stuff here to the studio and she didn't want to leave the house. And, oh, that's cool. Um yeah, her and I made a fit. I was I was getting ready to take the bear off the wall at home to put it here, and I'll make like basically started crying. I'm like, <laughs> oh, shit, you can't take it now. <laughs> I'm like, oh geez, all right. Well, I'm glad you like it. <laughs> You know, I'll, just, I'll just have to shoot another one. Yeah, uh, Daddy, go get another. Well, then she's like, uh, so I bought her a stuffed gims buck. Daddy, right. you gonna hang the gims buck at the house? I'm like, how do you know this? It's like, well, I didn't plan on it, right? But I will if you want me to. I guess you know what I mean. It's like, yeah, break my heart, you know. But pull out the heartstrings. Well, I want like in in my soul, I want to bring all my mounts here, but I right. can't have an empty house. You know so I mean? my house is empty. My kid don't get to see any of them. Yeah, I mean, take some home. I know I need to. I mean, we got room here. Well, we do have room here, but we almost need to cycle some. You know, like well, do we, we got a Eric's lot of giraffe is here. <laughs> you guys could take your Nebraska muleys home. Yeah, we've got a lot of growing left to do. I think yeah. in the next two or three years, it's not going to. There's not going to be a choice. We're going to have to start moving things around a little bit. In three years from now, it'd be interesting to see what. 
is in here. That's why we bought the other building. It's just for taxidermy. I know someone asked that question. <laughs> taxidermy. Oh, someone did. Just like someone all, asked what the other buildings could be for. Just like us, Ace Ventura, the murder room. The murder room. Uh-huh. This is oh, a lovely yeah. room of death. <laughs> <laughs> well, does this bother that, you? We need to make that video uh, no. of you doing it. <laughs> the, the, the Ace Ventura skit. That'd be good. We can do it. Lovely room of death. <laughs> How many how many mounts are you into, Doug? Like, are you gonna get everyone mounted? Will there ever be a time where you're just like, nah, I'm good? Mm. I'm like Austin. I think if I shoot it, I'm gonna mount it. Yeah, for sure. Feels right. It's We're, a respect thing. I think if if you're gonna take that animal's life, he better mean enough to you to yeah. spend five hundred bucks on him and get him mounted. Yeah, take its carcass and put it on the wall for eternity. Exactly. <laughs> the ultimate respect. Respect. No rest in peace in this place, bitch. You're looking alive forever. <laughs> no blinking. <laughs> no, I know what you're saying. I'm no, with blinking. no blinking. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I do. Agree. A, I do agree with I you. I see yep. a t-shirt idea. Yeah, it's a t-shirt. No blinking. Sure. No blinking for the rest of your life is just a deer mount. Staring wow. contest. Me and you go. <laughs> Staring contest winner with a mount. I like that. Have you ever seen that when champion. when uh, Will Ferrell does Robert Goulet? He's like, you don't even blink, do you? But, oh, look, a bighorn. Yeah, don't talk to tax service bighorn. <laughs> yeah. You don't even blink, do you? Quick, staring contest, <laughs> me and you. He's feeding it like something out of a bowl. <laughs> I don't know. I, what about you, Eric? How's, how's your old lady feel about the, the dermy? Uh, I mean, the she taxi. never said anything about it. I mean. Yeah. It's we, good. We all got, they're yeah, all on the program. Yeah. Joe, what about your wife? She's not a fan. Dude, fuck her, man. <laughs> she don't like it, huh? We live in a birdhouse, man. Six hundred square feet. That's how my old house was because it was like I had a birdhouse. I had three mounts in there, and the whole living room was three mounts, and that was it. Yeah. So she got kind of sick of them then, but when we moved to the new house, she's like, "Okay, this is a lot better because we could spread them out a little bit." I'd have to look through the antlers to see the TV in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, it's small. I feel yeah. like I should put a fence post out the front of it so it look, looks like a place a bird would land because it, it, <laughs> it don't feel like your bed. house looks that small, man. I've been to your house. It's, it's, not, it's dinky. That's all right, though. 600. That's not very big. No, it's not. There's not a stitch of insulation in it. I've been meaning to fix that for a while. <laughs> oh, man, it'd be cheap if you could get that fixed. <laughs> right. Put solar panels on it. You'd be living exactly free. Hey, Eat it with a candle. Hey, yeah. More deer heads. That's insulation. It is. Yeah. You got your deer head actually here. It's here. Yeah. Yep. We got a lot. Of, how many heads we got here in the studio? We got, oh, do we count euros or are we just counting shoulder mounts? Everything. Let's do euros. All right. You want to count them too? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six in the studio. What do we got out there? Out there. <laughs> Field drip. Hell, I don't know. Cameron's going to count real quick. How fast can you how count? How fast can you count? Euros and everything. <laughs> it's just fun. The more you stack in, the better it looks. I have one. I like the respect aspect of getting them mounted, but I really like a Euro because I just like to handle them. That is. I mean, we got 27. 27 out there. Nice. It's a lot. It's a fast yeah. Count, it's a fast count. Oh, plus there's four in the in the bedroom. Oh. Over yeah. 30 then. 31. Cool. Yeah. And then at home, I have. Um. <laughs> Uh, I have six at home. It's hard to count them all up on the spot. I have 23 at home. Jeez. 23 at home and a full mount turkey. And we have a full mount turkey here. That's a lot of mounts. Mm-hmm. How cool would it be to get all the working class boys, get Ross and Clint and all of us, and throw all of our shit up on a barn? <laughs> Pull a barn down. Oh, man. That'd, That'd be, be a picture. Like yeah. one of them. Like, iconic. Barn? Yeah. We need a silo. The barn picture. 
Oh, God, that takes so much work. I've got the barn. I would never want to do the work. I would have said, bring Yeah, I've got full body mounts. I don't want to move. (laughs) (laughs) Just Photoshop those in. It would take a ton of work. You know how many screws we got to get? That'd be a whole, like, weekend. It'd be a three-day weekend there. Oh, yeah, you have to leave some overnight hanging. Rent a man lift. That picture would be insane. (laughs) Gotta get a fucking JLG out there, (laughs) 120-footer. You would. We had to rent one from a... Ross has got a bucket truck. Oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, good call. We had to... Get that out there. Doing this, oh, dude! I wouldn't even want to. All the deer we've ever killed, shoulder mounts only. We could do it if we didn't have to move. Even if we just did the last five years. Well, you could put the full body like by you, right on the ground. Yeah, but I don't want to take it up and down my stairs. Yeah, we're just cut the head off it and come back and wood screw it back together. (laughs) That's a good call. (laughs) Take a chainsaw to it and cut the head off. I'll just rip its legs off and throw it out the window. Yeah, (laughs) start at the kneecaps. And we'll do it from there. Hey, I'm getting a replica done of it. I'll just bring the replica. <laughs> okay. You just perfect, hack the perfect. head off. I just show Throw them. it out the window. <laughs> but Ross would have to do it with like a mattress. two of them. <laughs> Ross got three 200-inch deer. The dude's pulling almost Mark Dury numbers at this point. Yeah. So rookie numbers. Who's got the you most 200-inch like real deer? Well, Josh Bomar's <laughs> coming up there now. That's a good point. He's got six. Six? He's got six. Dang. 200-inchers? Yeah. Son of a bee. Yeah, he's got six. I don't know if you count Spook or not, but Spook's no, got like no. fucking 20 of them. <laughs> Watch these comments blow up. The verdict's still out on Spook. I don't really know. I'd love to know. You got Mark. You got Stan Potts. You got some heavy hitters in there. Adam Hayes. The Potts has got a handful. He's yeah. got three, don't he's he? He's got four, I think. I feel like a lot of guys get like, I can't talk. I'm not talking shit, but the greats, I feel like it's like three to Five ish is like oh, the, yeah. if and, you shoot three two hundreds, it's not an accident. Like right? You know no, no, definitely going. not. Uh, I wish I could do that. I'd take one. You gotta yeah. find one. That's the thing. It's, it's hard, hard to find man. one. <laughs> I'm finding eighties and nineties, but can't find any two hundreds. Son of a bee. <laughs> I wish I could find a fucking hundred forty inch right now. <laughs> <laughs> Touche, Eric. Hey, just saying. Hey, Fair we. Point. We do, too. But that's the thing. I think a lot of people are, like, out of touch with what kind of caliber of deer we have running around. Like, I ended my season with a 157-inch deer, and I was fucking jacked to do it. Oh, like, yeah. We don't have 180s running around no. on a regular basis. No. I mean, it's just— That's rare. You see them every once in a while. Every few years, you might see one, but it's not a regular thing to see a booner. C. James, 281. Sounds like the cover art for episode 600. <laughs> oh, sheesh. Man, I'm telling you— That'd be really cool. But son of a bee. That'd be a motherfucker. It would take so much work. I, I did the barn picture in 2012, right after I shot my first double drop. I you had did, like, really? I had like 15 or 17 or whatever my it was. Barn, my stacked them all up. It was pretty cool. Pretty good. The red one? Yeah. That wouldn't hold them all. Maybe. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. I've got the barn. i got a barn that'll hold them all. That's a ton of weight on the side of a barn. It'll hold it. <laughs> you're confident hold I've it. got a I mean, you you're know. asking the fucking barn I'm, expert the, here the barn man Dude, we'd have to stack them in tight yeah, but I got a barn like, that'd hold them all I need 10 people to help us could you just imagine though? Quit like, talking about it because we're going to end up doing it <laughs> transporting all them fucking deer heads keeping Dude, them it would be so epic hanging them. We, we would need like five enclosed trailers <sighs> nah I'm good <laughs> Let the, hey let's just take pictures of them all on the wall, Photoshop and then them together. I'll Photoshop it, <laughs> and then it'll look really cool. 
<laughs> it looked really like shit. It looked very flat. <laughs> very flat. <laughs> but God, you'd go insane staring at that, trying to get around the mounts. Navigate. Oh, I'll just get some hurting. giant calendar picture of a side of a barn and just get us all like tough looking. Like check out all these one twenties I got. It's a fucking barn from Argentina. <laughs> Look at that one's a piebald. <laughs> up in the corner <laughs> they're not even our deer <laughs> spray painted board yeah it's like check it out that's a you just google search barn picture and like stole someone else's deer <laughs> yeah good you know i don't know some of them some are just so poorly done they're just so tacky looking yeah. if you're gonna do and they're always deer, like right? mean mug and yeah it's like would you fight all the deer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> killed them with my bare hands <laughs> yeah it's like hey, easy me and my truck so, yeah, I see some weak ones in there. It's not going to be too cocky. <laughs> you know? What's that little guy doing? Now? I know you got it mounted. Maybe not have brought that one to the barn, you know? <laughs> Someone just said I got a semi. <laughs> What's that? Oh, <laughs> RJ. <laughs> I got a semi. Oh, boy. Well, should we go through some uh, Patreon, or not Patreon, some uh, live? Is there any questions in there? I, I'm going to take a piss first. I named this the worst live WCB podcast. I should have, like, done something more. Thanks for uh, being in here, everybody. Um, going back to the cold stuff, grab some Arctic Shield boot covers, boys. Life those do work. I've heard some of those thing. off camo fire for next to nothing. Really? Yeah. Throw a couple hand warmers in there with them. I think it was like eighteen bucks. Oh shit, that's crazy. Don't do what Lee did. Dominic's got a good one there. I'm just gonna wait for Austin here. Yeah. Um. So did you hear the Lee story on the on those Arctic Shield boot covers? Uh-uh. This is a good one. So he bought these fucking. Arctic Shield boot covers. Yeah. He goes, these things are the biggest waste of money ever. I bought the XLs and they don't fit over my boots. So he's in this fucking ground blind with a little buddy heater and he takes his boots off and puts these things on with some hand warmers in there. And a couple days go by, you know, whatever. And I'm talking on the phone. I'm like, hey, you know, like I have XLs, like I have size 11. Mm-hmm. Like they fit great. Yeah. What'd you do? He goes, well, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> you didn't take the packing out of them or what? No, I guess they make, like, house slippers. <laughs> <laughs> so he bought the XL house slippers for his fucking shoe to go over his boots. So obviously, they're not going to fit. That was incredible. <laughs> well, didn't he go up to the guy that was working? I don't know. He's at, like, Tyson's or whatever. Oh, I didn't hear this part. Oh, you didn't hear this part? <laughs> no. Oh, I thought this was the part. Maybe he doesn't want me to tell this on the podcast. No, do it anyways. Who yeah, cares? Fuck him, dude. So uh, he, I went up to the guy, and the guy was in a wheelchair, and he was like, hey, man, do you know where these, like, Boot warmer things. Like, I don't know. I can't walk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I can't feel my feet. And Lee was like, oh. he goes, I'm just messing with you, dude. They're over there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy's hilarious. He's like, oh. That's the guy you want. Yeah. It's like, thanks, man. Um, couple questions. Uh, Brandon said, great job on that cold as fuck buck. Lord on buck or buck daddy. Lord or buck daddy. Buck daddy sounds cool. Lord daddy. Lord daddy. Dominic asked, what was your food plot set up? How did you access it without getting seen? I was climbing into my blind and saw a deer stand up almost 200 yards into the timber and run away. Saw a deer stand almost 200 yards up and run away. How did you get into your blind? That's the question. Well, honestly, this bean plot was kind of an afterthought. So I went in and I planted my big tine and we didn't get the rain that I wanted. So the big tine came up, but it was like a couple inches tall. It wasn't the big lush big tine plot that I was expecting there. So when I was combining, uh, there happened to be beans on the farm that year. And I just thought, well, I've already got the blind set here. 
you know, maybe I'll leave some beans here in hopes that if they're not hitting the big time, they'll come out and they'll hit the beans. So I, I just left a swath that was, I don't know, 50, 70 yards wide by 80 yards to 100 yards long. Um, I don't know, a third of an acre probably. And luckily I did that because they were they would come out and hit the big time. But like when it got really cold like that, that night they were in the beans. So luckily I left that swath of beans there. Um, as far as getting in and out, that setup's going to get changed next year because I, I was getting picked off going in and out. Um, luckily that night there wasn't any bedded right on the edge of the food, so I got in without bumping anything, but I have been bumping some deer going into that spot. So mm. it's going to change next year. I'm going to redesign that area and do some screening and be able to sneak in and out with the right wind. Going to build a garage with borderline. Exactly. I like yep. it. Uh, C. James, 281. I still think the giraffe should go full body mounted, head through the ceiling up to the second floor, coming out of the floor upstairs. We don't have an upstairs, but that's uh-huh. a great thought. <laughs> I told all my neighbors I was going to have it coming on my roof and just put a plexiglass box over A bubble? <laughs> it's a little bubble over it. <laughs> That'd be awesome. It would be. Nobody knows the guys with the most 200 inches. That is a good, good point. There's dudes out there with more than... 10 probably and no one knows their name yeah yeah but also i get it does doug drive from iowa every podcast eric do yeah yeah we both do does it sucks does doug's does doug get to bring his mom's deer for the pitcher we don't have enough room for all that. Eat shit. Yeah. <laughs> Who said that? Who said that? <laughs> He's coming for you. I love it. Well, boys, it's a good podcast. Yep. Thomas. Thanks, everyone, for joining. Yeah, YouTube Live. We don't do it often. Maybe we'll try to do it more often. This was pretty easy once we have everything set up and I cussed and kicked cords around for a bit. But sometimes you got to do that, you know? That's right. Sometimes you got to do that. Shit happens. Sometimes yeah. you got to throw stuff. Hey, kick some cords. <laughs> you know? Just don't kick the wall. Maybe we'll try and do this um, more often, you know? Maybe a couple times a month. Kind of fun. The bad thing is like we're pre-recording, right? So this is like down the road, but mm-hmm. um, but True. then you'll forget about all this and you'll listen to it again. But there, there wasn't that many people in here, but there's a good fair amount. So we we appreciate you guys. So if you're in here and you haven't liked the live, please get in there and do that. Um, much appreciated. Our YouTube is weak AF. We need to grow our YouTube, people. Yeah, YouTube sucks. It's only just because we don't last, know how to do it. Why the last four comments are shitting on me? Well, Doug, listen. Doug can't count oh, either. We do have a semi, though. Oh, you do only drive here yeah, from Iowa. Yeah, your dad does, but he hates you. Oh, God, he does. You do only drive here. <laughs> Remember that one time you forgot we were doing a podcast? It was never confirmed when we were doing a podcast. Yes, it was. It was Thursday, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> it was 100% confirmed that we were doing a podcast. No, it was never confirmed. Doug's like, I could reach out because we do it every week for the last, how long have you been on? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> I like girls more. What a idiot. <laughs> he was thinking idiot. He, he was thinking with his other head. If hey, does dog. it have a mustache too? <laughs> Damn, the womb broom is you, what you call that one. <laughs> do you have two mustaches? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other yeah, one's no, bigger. Just one. Just one mustache, huh? That's all you need. Do we want a product launch something right now? You want to do it now? Might as well be right. on the live. You got it here. Go get it, Eric. I don't know. Where is it at? Right behind the bar. Okay. Exclusive. BRB. Exclusive. Hold on. Yeah. I want it. 
Yeah. How you doing, Doug? I'm feeling great. <laughs> God, I hate that thing. I need to do a... Who aired into his chair? Need to do a better... <laughs> what is that? Oh, he's got fucking cockaburs on there. Party after the Iowa Deer Classic. Hmm. Probably. We always party after the Iowa Deer Classic. Yeah, we'll party somewhere. How many shed bucks are you guys seeing? I've only seen a couple. I've seen one on each property, at I've least one, one on each property. I've seen they were two. Need, Mr. Dowd, we're going to need that camera on Doug's face. Can you zoom in on me? Real close. He can't zoom. He doesn't have zoom capabilities. Okay. But if you really focus on that camera and make eye contact and show the product... You could do your spiel and then walk up to the camera and get it real close. Okay. Or you can hold it up to the camera while I talk. No, you hold it. Okay. All right, guys. This is your brand. No pressure. We got a very special new product coming out. It's going to change all your lives for the better. Hopefully. Most likely. 99% chance. (laughs) But you're going to look better. You're going to feel better. And... Your mustache will look amazing. Give us a give us the rundown. Hold on, so, first show, show closer to the camera. You gotta give just it here. You're the worst just hit, fucking just Billy Mays of all time. <laughs> but there's more. No, that's it. Billy Mays. <laughs> but wait, how's that look? With three easy payments of three dollars, it's been tested and it works. Have you tried it, Eric? Yeah. Have you tried it? I have not. This one's been used. <laughs> Whoops. It's organic. Does it's it smell organic? Good? Mm. Smells like Doug. And all right, for people who are listening in podcast land, let me do a better plug on your own product than you do. Well, I, you I sad, sorry bitch of a man. I should have wrote it. That was mean, but I should have wrote it. Sounds a little over the top. That was mean. I should have wrote. Hey, it made you guys laugh. Hey, hey. <laughs> you sound like that. Doug's dad. <laughs> you just do that to people. <laughs> you make I a spot bring- at you, then regret it. All right, I, it's not just for mustaches. I just bring out the hating people. <laughs> I hate like your heart. Let it out. <laughs> All right. Jesus Christ. All right. No, this is for real though. Um, it's a, it's Doug has his own line of mustache wax coming out, but it is legit organic American made product. It's a real product. It seems like a joke, but it's real. Made in Wisconsin. And you've been using it. I've been using it and I have been reaping the benefits. What benefits? I can't say that. (laughs) 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 To be determined. I, I put it on. Show us how. What? Give, give us the rundown. How do you? How do you use it? Give us a tutorial. We gotta, so we gotta have it. the benefits in the description. So the, the, the lid, the cover is Doug's all natural, scent free, working class bow hunter mustache and beard wax bomb. It's more of a mustache wax. It's a harder um, balm. Uh, someone asked if it's bush light scent. Um, most of the time, because you're drinking bush light. That's just a smell of your upper lip. Just mixes it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just breathe. <laughs> yeah. And if it smells like shit, so what take I a do, shower. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a thumb guy, so I like to get the thumb in there, you know? Oh, you full thumb it, huh? Mm. It's right in there. Mm. I wanted to use it, some, but not now. Nice and easy. And just... Ah, interesting method. Left side. A little more. So you're using your right finger side. to get the wax warm and then yeah. applying that. You want to get it nice and you know heated up a little bit. Warm it up. If you don't warm it up, it's not going to do anything. Does it work on your bowstring? It probably does. I bet it does. 
Holy shit. God I didn't even think about that. Great. Good thing you're here, Jed. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I want to touch it now, but I'll give her a go. <laughs> I wash my hands. Yeah, we're friends. Does my mustache look better? You're listening. Glorious. It's like a turkey call. You got to go on the unused spot over here. <laughs> I don't really have much of a mustache anymore. I just shaved off my biker stash. Does it look better, Eric? <laughs> no comment. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to fuck you. Yeah, I'm getting laid later it. for sure. Yeah, you are for sure. It's a good product. Sam better watch out. Shout out to the Antler Shed for making this for us. This is like a co-brand deal. I do a little different. I like... I always, oh, I always got my finger. He's getting a big old chunk, and then I always got it like he, well, you do he's that. Doing. Then you warm it up because I got a beard like a fucking man, so you gotta get a little <laughs> bit more than a fucking mustache. Well, that's debatable. Then you heat her up, and then you rub her in. Nice, yeah, that's the move right there. Yeah, you gotta get it in there. So you you use it more as a balm, <clears throat> no a wax, nice and deep, the full blown beard wax. This is a wax, not a balm. Well, it, if you get it warm enough, it's a balm. A balm is like. If you have an actual balm, it's like a not a liquid, but kind of foamy. It's not hard. Yeah. <laughs> Someone said, "Hey, I bring my dad on now." I think he will come on a podcast. Him and my mom. Let's line it up, Marv. Yeah. We'll just hate on you the whole time. Do I got to call him. No. Hey, listen, Doug won't schedule you, so we'll schedule it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll call him. Yeah, we'll have to get that done. And just not invite Doug. That'd be the best. He would hate on me for sure. Doug would forget about it. Yeah, he, he'd be doing something else. How do you feel about your product, Doug? Are you proud of it? I am proud of it, and I think it's going to go places. Okay. I think we need to make some good a good commercial for it, though. So. Coming to a trade show near you. Oh, yeah. It'll be to every trade show, and uh, I'll sign the can for you. Wow. Cocky. We'll put a little mustache hair in there. Fuck. I like it. That's better or worse. See, look at Lord, Lord's glistening right now. You went in for it. <laughs> it's like light is brighter. Your ore just. He gets home and Leah's like, Jesus Christ, it smells like Bigfoot's dick in here. <laughs> <laughs> it smells like Doug's face. But I'm horny still. <laughs> but I'm more horny somehow. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. That's a good product. And that's when you cut to the camera and say, Doug's mustache wax. Hey, that's I'm the commercial. Doug. No, I'm Doug. <laughs> 60% of the time it works. Every, every time. I love it. Well, I think it's time to get out of here. All right. End on a strong note. And that's uh, bye, you assholes. We don't have it on our store yet, but we will real soon. <laughs> Hopefully by this time this Also, launches. real quick on the live, we have new shirts out, too, in the store. Go get them. Go get them. Very cool. All right, sorry for everybody at normal podcast land. The end of this podcast, you're just like, what's happening in the world? <laughs> and uh, sorry about that, but we appreciate you tuning in. Thank you, everybody, that joined us on the live. Um, and we will see you soon. Good luck for whatever season you have left. Go find some sheds. Thanks for the support. Thank you, guys. We love really you. appreciate you. You know what to do? Go shoot your bow. Love you guys. And now we got to awkwardly end this live. Unless, uh, Cameron, you got an end button over there.
You're listening to the Waypoint Podcast Network, brought to you in part by HuntStand, the number one hunting and land management app. 